We're glad you made it here tonight because you're going to miss out. You can tell your friend tomorrow that they're going to miss out on a damn good thing we're going to give you tonight. Right on. What we gonna give you tonight, it'll be down to the nitty gritty. Yeah. The best thing ever happened to Santa Monica is gonna be here tonight. Yeah. If it's good to you, it gotta be good for you. Right on. Yeah. And one thing I can tell you, brother, he is here tonight. Mr. Magnificent one is here. The beautiful one is here. <laughs> <laughs> and your little old pretty one is here too. You know, whatever. Here is the magnificent one. The one and the only one. Mr. Stilly Danny and whatever. looking for a musical conversation with substance inclusive with hosts just like you well we have you covered welcome to the music challenge podcast sit back and relax i'm andrew with jake kevin and rob and we're sharing our favorite top shelf albums come for the music and stay for the conversation and welcome to the music challenge podcast my name is andrew and tonight we are bringing you our analysis of the album steel you dan asia and we're going to back that up with a conversation about uh, percy hill's color in bloom so that's the agenda for the meeting tonight let's check in with the uh with the panel jed how you doing man doing pretty good I'm uh, stoked to talk about this album. Like I've been listening like nonstop for a couple weeks because it's just it's so easy. And uh, been doing a lot of gardening. Like everything's getting beautiful. My kids are still in school, which is ridiculous. Like there's no one is paying attention to anything right now. Are you in Naperville? Are you in yeah. Naperville? Yeah. So like everyone else got in. everyone else got out like a week ago. Oh and like yeah, they're in kids. they're in until two next weeks, Wednesday. It's yeah. no that's ridiculous. Brutal. Yeah. Brutal. <laughs> but I went out last night. We went to a uh, storytelling event at a mm. local establishment that's very cool. And it was like the mm. first time I was in a space with like 150 vaccinated people with no uh, masks on as far as you know feeling and it was pretty wild yeah. well i'm vaccinated you know so like right. I, i'm not scared of the so at least one, one vaccinated person. stupid idiot yeah. that's deciding to do that thing say um, they're not say they're vaccinated but they don't yeah wear i mean for all i care like tattoo it on my arm i don't care Scam that's me. what i said dude just let just us get it done yeah. um but yeah, I'm getting excited for some live music. We're seeing Billy Strings next week. Oh, oh that's right. You lucky son of a bitch. God, I got to get You going, Kevin? Mm-hmm. Kevin, are you going to that? Yeah. Um, we're actually, we're, Jen and I are going to Fitzgerald's tomorrow night Ooh. to go see Chicago Farmer and the Ooh. patio out there. Ooh, I Who's love that? patio um, at Fitzgerald's. Yeah. Um, Chicago Farmer's great. He's fun. He's okay. uh, like a singer-songwriter from... Uh, central illinois okay. um like uh, he's funny and witty decatur or something and, like that 
He's, I, I don't, uh, I don't know the name of the town. I, um, but I'll throw one of his uh, songs on the playlist. Um, right on. But yeah, he's from downstate and um, it's just a moved good up time. to Chicago. Let me take the, that's, a, yeah. that's actually a really great venue. We saw right? Ralph. Guy in a guitar. We saw Ralph Stanley play there, like in that, like. Oh, yeah, the tent. old legend, right? Oh, yeah. it was freaking amazing. Like one of my favorite concerts ever. I know yeah, I've been there, but I cannot place. picture it. But anyway. Yeah, doing yeah. Billy Strings too. Park. Nice. What um, night? Yeah. Uh, Saturday. Um, yeah. How about you? We're doing Friday. Uh, Fridays. Fridays are tough, but I um I have I I went nuts with um you know last week. This week was not um anything in comparison to last week. It seemed like tickets to literally every single mm-hmm. concert sure seemed like in yeah. this Exploded. planet. And uh, I'm holding for ten shows now. Oh I've my got god! Ten shows in hand. Um. I'm excited. I'm bringing a microphone to most of them, I think. So, yeah, I'm excited to start taping again and start seeing shows and <laughs> dancing and just, I don't know, losing my mind among people again. It should yes, be fun. I'm excited. I'm very excited. Well, all right. Rob, what's up with you? So, um, I, I, I'm, it's good to be back. Um, God, it's great to be back, really. Um, yeah, we've had a little nothing, stretch here where we haven't been around. Yeah, so we're in season also, three, folks. Yeah, we're starting a new season. Season three. I, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about this record because I love it. I've always loved it, and uh, I got a couple nuggets about it that you guys will dig. Um, Sweet. And uh, yeah, so that's I guess that's what I'm up to. Um, my mom's in town, which is interesting. Um, <laughs> so how long is she in town? She's here until she said the day after my brother's birthday, which is June 5th, June 15th. So she's here till the 16th. So, but then in 14 days after that, I'm driving autumn out to her place. She lives in Pennsylvania in autumn staying there for a month. And my sister is driving, um, my nephew, Oliver there as well. And they're staying there together. So they did it last year for oh, a cool. Yeah, I remember that. That's awesome. So it'll be a cool little station too. You know, like I get to chill out there for cousin time. Yeah. Right. Time in a car. She'll cook for me and I do some stuff around her house and get drunk all day. It's fun. Nice. Right on. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, um, Drew, how about what are, did we talk, did we, did we see how Kevin was doing? I don't know if we introduced Kevin yet. Kevin Foss. Yeah. I was, uh, I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Um, and this was my album, um, as yeah. a matter of fact. So before we get talking to it, we want to find out what's going on with Andrew. But I am doing great. Um, do you know, Jed, you were um, you were complaining about your kids still being in school. Mine have uh, like two and a half more weeks. Oh, my God. Seriously, Chicago it's ridiculous. is like It's ridiculous. Oh, they're going to shorten the summer and hopefully move it up a little bit. Um, they're going to move the school year closer in line with the suburbs but yeah it's i think they're like jen's working until like the 24th maybe that's absurd yeah it's really redonkulous there's no month of june for them and like you said nobody's paying attention anymore the first day you can wear shorts is the first day you have a license to stop giving a crap in school Uh, exactly i remember those days in grade school when they let you wear shorts because i mean god forbid they put ac in your 
damn grade school. I have yeah. a 10 year old boy. So when it's like 38 degrees, it's shorts are cool. <laughs> like, you know, like totally. What? I don't need a coat. I don't They're need long. a sweater. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So no, um, but things are great. And like I said, I'm holding mad concert tickets. I'm so excited to start going to see live music again. And I hope that God, I know some of you guys are going to be with me for it. So I'm excited yeah. for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, it's, it's going to be cool. Just kind of rejoining society again, Illinois reopening and, um, you know, hopefully it means we can have a fun summer together and stay safe and all that right. stuff. And I mean, how you been? Go oh, ahead. Sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to, I was going to ask how Drew was doing. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah. He, excuse me. <laughs> a frog in my throat. <laughs> um, Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Uh, let's see. It's been kind of a long summer. Uh, for those who don't know, my daughter's sick, so I've been helping take care of her. And right. uh, what else have I been doing? Seems like a lot of things, but then again, nothing at the same time. He's been keeping us in line in the podcast front and making sure we're thinking about it all the time, so we got a good season for you. I know he's been doing that. <laughs> been working on the podcast, and so, you know, what we're hoping to bring you this season is, you know, some of our top shelf music, uh, some of the things that you would, like, take out to the garage and uh, play for your very special buddies, something that's angled just for what they liked. If your house was on fire, these would be the, the CDs that you brought with you. What we put together is each one of us has picked uh, four albums um, of our choosing. So that makes 16 albums. And that is uh, a very targeted season three where we already know what albums we're going to do and what in what order. So sit back, relax, and enjoy while we take you on a little musical journey for the next several weeks and uh tell your friends subscribe rate review so please so tonight we're talking about steely dan asia and this is a uh, kevin's album so without further ado kevin thank you yes um asia by steely dan and so when um when we kind of broached the topic of what these next four big albums were right. for us this one really shot to the top of the list after I kind of sorted through everything. Um, this to me was the first album that I felt like I, like it, I heard these songs growing up, right. They were the songs that were like AM radio, you know, when I was a kid driving around in my mom's, uh, you know, Grand Torino station wagon, sure, like, dude. right. Holy you hear shit. a lot of these songs, right? Like we grew up to these things, yep. right. And they were indelibly etched, but I heard them as a kid. Right. And then I heard, you know, I had the opportunity to kind of re listen to Steely Dan as a younger adult in my early twenties. And this album above all of them stood above uh, among an incredible catalog of music. And so when I think about these Steely Dan albums, there's so many, and we already did Countdown to Ecstasy, which is a brilliant album in its own right. It has so many great songs on it. And when I, this album for me, just so is, tight. <laughs> is I, 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 it's the, as close as I can say to like musical perfection. I, agree. Um, I don't think right. there's a wasted note on this album. Um, knew exactly what the hell they were doing. Right. Oh, um, hell yeah. yeah. Every, and, that, and that's how they wanted it to come out. 
Uh, for right? sure. And I just, there's so much good about this album. And I think that if, <laughs> if you have a problem with you, you can't find something to really bond with. I, I have to kind of question what the hell you're doing. Listening yeah. to music. Yeah. Um, you, you know, it. very you, you wrongly will I call music. somebody's opinions wrong, but right. if, if you can't Your find radio might something, be broken. <laughs> right. If you can't find you're, something, you're, you need to get a new stereo. It, it doesn't even have to be all of it. Um, and one of the, one of the things that I think is, is so brilliant about it is just, I, I was talking to my wife about this uh, today, you know, when I heard these albums as a little kid and heard these songs, the most, the more popular ones, I heard them as a kid and was more like focused on the melodies sure. and then hearing them as a younger adult. To me, they kind of signified as a whole, this album, it, it kind of signified like you've reached adulthood, right? Like right. this is the soundtrack to a kind of a glamorous, cool, awesome <laughs> really life. It does where give you that. Is, you know what I, I mean? Everything is hip. You know, everything is right? smooth, that, felt hip. That really struck me this time. Right. Like at, on when you're me listening, like I know this album, but yeah, like I listened to it like three times in a row while I was gardening like a couple weeks ago. And I just kept thinking, like, God, I just want to be like in a Porsche convertible, like driving down LSD. Totally, yes. Just, it's got skyline right now. Just cruising and like yeah. pulling up you, to our yacht because, like, this is this is life. Totally, and it is the, the yes. and it's, and it's the not, epitome yeah, of yacht not, rock. It's, you it's, said and it's it. like it's just. And it's perfected. Yeah, it's so great because it's so easy. It's so complicated to make it so easy oh, yeah. to listen to. And that's I that's I think, right. yeah, we're right. like, even if it's not your bag and like you are not into this kind of music, like it's just really good. You have to make I mean, you have what to make is an this kind of music. I mean Oh, I think I mean, it's jazz, pop. Yeah, I mean, know. it's just it's a, it's it's a it's a moment where yeah. they can match everything. And the fact together. that any of these became hits, yeah, is pretty crazy to me. It's so perfected. Like usually that stuff doesn't hit the pop market real well, you know. But like, you know, I mean, it's got four solid singles on there. It's got those singles, and then when you break it down and look at each, like, to me, you know, from the very first note of the album, right? With Black Cow. Right. When you start. Exactly. I mean, Great God that first, They're like that first right bass down. drop, right? get that wonderful first line and you were very high right you, you were very high and it's perfect right it and I, I don't know i and i texted a couple of you guys and i put it on the playlist you know the the mf doom gas draws like even sampling oh, yeah. that it's just it's so brilliant and other people kind of appreciating that but that song sets a mood right like the minute you're there for me, the mood it sets. Have any of you guys been to Moody's? No. On Broadway? Mm -hmm. Okay, so Maybe there's a bar. No, I don't know. 
There's a bar in Edgewater. So there's a bar there called Moody's. And, you know, the line in here is Rudy's, but I, it makes me think of Moody's, which when you walk into the place, there's no lights in the ceiling at all. All the only lights in the bar are by candlelight. So you walk in there, it's completely dark. And then you walk outside and it's the most gorgeous tree, uh, tree shrouded beer garden. Oh, I love it. Oh, yeah, yes, totally and they have there. pictures of Berghoff yeah. Dark, and they have delicious cheeseburgers. Mm-hmm. And in the summer, picture. they have mushrooms. And so, mushrooms? This, yeah, in the summertime, they put mushrooms on their cheeseburger. Oh. Oh, fantastic! Oh, okay. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! But well, you know me. That's the mood it kind of sets for me. And so, sure. Jed, now that you've been to this place, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And yeah, it makes me want to right? go back. It's, right. it's a wonderful establishment. Um, but yeah, the um, and maybe they'll sponsor us at some point in time. Ding ding ching. ching sure. Ching, ching. Maybe we right. could maybe we could record a show there. So in in, in your that right would about, be awesome. It would be incredible. Um <laughs> you're you're right though about the mood that this record sets, and it's like so my correlation is also like a dimly lit, and this is what it reminds me of, and I must have heard a Steely Dan song going in, and then that's why it triggers this memory. But one of the first Portillo's was by my house on North Avenue in Villa Park, and that's where the original dog stand was, right? And my sister and I and her boyfriend used to go there and get baked, and then we would get something off menu, a cheeseburger plain with chili on it. It's life-changing if you ever want to try it at Portillo's. (laughs) And Fries do their crinkle fries. You're in Chicago, right. Illinois, folks. Yeah. So, but it was all decked out in like red velvet so. and red vinyl, and it was dimly lit. There was carpeting on the walls, dude. It was like it was like a warm hug when you went in there. And Steely Dan was your soundtrack. Yes, that's what it reminds me of. Like if we all partied at that place, you were like, just put Steely Dan on a loop, please. It's it's perfect. Well. Yeah, I mean, so that first song from from the get go, right? It just sets the mood, Absolutely. it sets the tone, and it it kind of just tells you it's everything's going to be all right. Just keep listening to the music, guys. It's, right? It's fine. And then, you know, right after that, you get to Asia, which is the song that I felt like for a while maybe I underappreciated it, and then the more I listened to it, that's the more Apex. my mind wraps around it. Yeah the more I realize, like, oh, my God, this song with each listen, it just gets better and better yeah, and better. Yeah, in my opinion, that's it. That's, like, kind of the, uh, that's the everything epitome. they got in a song right there. The epitome of their sound, right? The yeah, in- including the Wayne Shorter solo uh, at the end. Oh, Wayne, right. Wayne Shorter, one of Miles Davis, well, I mean, he was the backbone of the Pitches Brew Sessions. But uh, yep. in any case, uh, he didn't do... St- Studio is he the one that played presence. on the ass end of that tune? Yeah, yeah, that's him. That's solo. amazing. Yeah, he didn't do studio stuff, but uh, the guy they invited him, and he, he's like, "Who who the hell are these guys?" And uh, he came in, even though they were well established. Sure, and uh, came in and uh, did, an, I guess, an afternoon, and uh, I guess they wanted to like describe the music and have him get into it, kind of, and candles and that kind of stuff. And his main sure. thing was like, "Let's just go." Let's just play. Let's go. You hired me to play for four (laughs) hours. Here I am. Right. And uh, that came up with what they came up with. But uh, just just a surreal song. 
Well, and then you have that drum solo where they were trying to get Tony Williams, who also was right. Miles Davis drummer during that second, um, that sec- or second or third version of his band. But they settled for Steve Gadd. And when I say settled, when you hear that solo, um, that last solo toward the end of the song, that second drum solo, it's, uh, geez, good Lord. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like the sky opens up when he starts hitting that hi-hat. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. situation and i'm told and correct me if i'm wrong but they you know at some point and this is part of the reason why skunk baxter left the band was because they said listen we're not going to tour anymore we're just we're going to stick to the studio and they were fucking masters of the studio but i feel like in this album to me was the first steely dan album that i listened to all the way through and that this is the one it clicked for me with right um and like you said, Kevin, the the production is just beautiful and and I was told that they would say, "All right, let we need a solo right here. We need a sax solo right here. All right, who's like a badass sax player that can rip off a good solo?" And this, you know, it sounds like him. And then they would say, "Hey, dude, come come play this." Right? Yeah, they'd poach right. him. They'd right. poach like three of them. It's right. I mean, they didn't rotate sax players. They rotated bands. I oh mean, yeah, yeah. And they were uh, the only constant, correct? No, they were. There like there were like forty people on this album. But they right? had a few regular guys that were on well, at on least a few of, of the tracks. Gotcha. I, yeah. that, I mean, that had played with them in the past. There's a good but drummer. like there's a drummer. Yeah, Chuck was playing. But Purdy is there for a couple of songs. He's on Deacon Blues and Home at Last. So, you know, they have different bands. Larry Carlton plays guitar on a few of the tracks. Um, So in that way, they did mix up. uh, No, I don't think so. Oh, not on this Um, one. No, he was gone. No, not on this one. He was gone by then. Um, But I think they basically, you know, they had like, they had a a couple of constants, but like you said, all of the, um, a lot of the specialists were were just guys they would bring hired guns, right? And yeah. you know, there's an instance or yeah. two where they would have five guys come in to play the same solo, and like the first four guys didn't get it, and then the fifth guy just like, oh, he had no problem playing it whatsoever. Yeah, uh, well, and that was it. Peg, right? Because Robin Ford was was yeah. the guy that they had Ted for that solo, really. Yeah, um, Robin, but they didn't like the sound of it, so they had the other dude come in. And that's he so, nailed it. I think it was Peg, awesome. but Peg is one of the more incredible guitar solos that you will hear in in steel. That's a classic, too, like classic rock guitar solo. I mean, it's just. And 
also a favorite for sampling for uh, house oh, music yeah. these days. On my, on my search for like the EDM side of like, I was like, Steely Dan is like too rich in like perfect samples. This has to go like really deep. And I like only scratched the surface I mean, of how many Steely people Dan, have like made beats out of Steely, Steely Dan. Dan achieves a lot of chord really changes amazing. that portray certain moves that other bands just cannot eke out of themselves. Like, you know, it's sophisticated shit. It so people really can't is. really do it themselves. Yeah. So they mimic it or, you know, they find a way to transport it into their own music. I'm not, you know, that's how music right. works. I'm not calling these people, you know, mocking or anything like that i'm just saying you know that's what you know they really i'm just speaking to the steely dan's unique nature yeah i'm trying to say that without saying mostly yeah exactly uh so in any case but yeah so and then what what about deacon blues i do think there's i was just gonna say well yeah let's that let's not leave out deacon blues because i know i i definitely wanted to to talk about that because that's the song that i i most connected with i think um, that's my favorite song on the record so Mm -hmm. so basically for me this um this song was one of those that um kind of like kind of like home at last but uh, the, it really nailed it down for me. Just kind of the love of of this this whole sound and just kind of the vibe that sure. the you know that this guy who's singing this basically he's kind of sets himself free in that third verse. Right. You know, um, he's just kind of done trying to be it, someone other than who he is, it, and he's just ready. favorite like group of lines in rock and roll is that they've got a name for the winners in the world yeah i want a name when i lose and it's just i mean it's written so well and then he goes they call alabama the crimson tide call me deacon blues it's awesome it's amazing there you go now we have it to copyright. I, we, I gotta block out that because he's saying quarter of the song. Right? No, no, no. Uh, I love the. Uh, I, love I love that. The, I love that like group of lines. It just is perfect. And let, let's just talk about the backup singers in this whole yeah. album. I mean, talk about perfecting it. I mean, I'm trying to think of other bands that have really done that well with backup singers the way as as Steely Dan did on this album. And it, they're ubiquitous. With the, on an the album, it's it's uh, difficult. I mean, I think you would have Pink to look Floyd. at a band like the Rolling Stones. Yeah, Rolling Stones. Uh, Floyd on an album for me, right? Right. Uh, Floyd on an uh, on an yeah on an album for sure. Um, call right. But um, so I, I don't know. I this uh, I was gonna t- I was gonna tell you guys like ten years ago, I was lucky enough to see Steely Dan. And they did this whole record from start to finish. And at the Chicago oh. Theater, um, the owner of the company I work for bought 
us tickets and she was going to go and she couldn't go last minute. So me and two people I worked with went and, you know, they played a few songs before and then they went into Asia and it was mind blowing, dude. And then it played a couple songs after, but they had, again, these three girls that sang like angels in the most badass backing band that you've ever heard and just killed it. I mean, it sounded note perfect. It was amazing. Yeah, they. Uh, I remember that run at the Chicago Theater. And, and they played uh, three yeah. records. They would stop in a city, and you could pick. They played three of their records from start to finish, which is impressive in its own right, right? Right, and uh, just one of those uh, things I really regret, not just plunking down and, and seeing all of them. I think whatever, I'm sure I had my reasons at the time. Sure. They don't really stand up to history. <laughs> I'd much rather gone to one or all of those, but yeah, I got to see them at Ravinia. Ooh, um, that, that was fun. Yeah. That was fun. Kind of a greatest hit show, but uh, it was fun. I saw Wayne Shorter at the Cranert Center in Champaign, Illinois, in the same room I graduated high school in. Nice. And when was that Ravinia? That had to be 10 to 15 years ago. They were both still alive, correct? Too late. There was a a stretch where my parents were like taking me to like Ravinia and Poplar Creek and like going to like Peter, Paul and Mary and like Red Taylor. And like, I feel like I probably saw... I guess they weren't really touring no. like a lot. They yeah, didn't tour they did a bunch, bet, right? Like so, I bet we, we can probably look that up fairly easily. Um, they probably did, didn't yeah. play too many. But yeah, I was seventy four, and then yeah. remember they had the if, album. If they, if they had been touring, I would have gone. I would have seen caught them when I was like. And eight. would you get? <laughs> would you would guys awesome. say that this like studio wise is the epitome of like their sound and what they were trying to do? Because I. I, I I'm pretty versed with the rest of the records and I'm sure you guys are too. <laughs> I think they're trying to do different things with different albums, but I think uh, as far as universally achieving a sound in the yeah. whole, in the whole freaking industry, like I think the industry was in awe of just what they captured on Absolutely. this particular album. I think this is the most Steely Dan album there is. There we go. Bingo. <laughs> Honestly, steely, so I think you know the one thing I was talking I, I was I was talking about before is like I you know when I saw this or when I heard these songs when I listened to them in my twenties versus when I listen to them now right in my late forties mm-hmm. um, you know kind of a washed dad um, listening to these songs and more cynical and like these are incredibly some of these are like some of these songs are are they have an edge. They have that kind of cynical edge to them and they're without question, they're a different experience now than they were back then. Totally. If that makes sense. It, and I, you know, I was too, um, I didn't have the attention span to get this cynicism maybe back then that I do now. Not like my attention span is ridiculous because it's horrible, but it's better now than it was back then anyways. But you're right. I mean, <laughs> It's you pick that stuff out and it's kick ass. Uh, I I mean the song that I think that I resonate that resonates deep deepest with me in this this whole album is Home at Last. Um, that one is um, I think the the way in which I kind of found Steely Dan again as a young adult was maybe through this song. Um, my buddy Chris, who was the person that really kind of got me into you know the dead like. 
and Zappa and some really good music. Um, he had lived in a two flat uh, with his mom. Um, they were renting for a long time and he had grown up in this building in Logan Square. And around that time, the uh, the owner of the building had passed away and they were able to uh, they were able to buy the the building no from kidding. the family. And so he became a homeowner for the first time in his life. And so I remember the day he closed literally celebrating with him, um, like cracking a beer, um, to this song, you know, like toasting him becoming a homeowner. That's cool. And so it was the thing that motivated me and like in some level. So it was the first song that I listened to when I first bought the, my first home. Um, and it was like, it kind of became symbolic in that way. And, and I see it now, not just literally in that way, but I, you know, I also read it like someone who has kind of sized up their situation and realized that there is nowhere else for them to go. And so they, they better just call sure. where they're at home as well. You know, and when I listen to that now as a, you know, a 40, seven-year-old man as opposed to a 22 It's got a different meaning, right? cool because i mean they only wrote it one moment in time but it resonates with you in multiple moments in time exactly exactly it's church that's a testament of 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 a a wonderful song right like it means different things at different times in your life and right that's the thing i'm pretty grateful for in that way and uh so and yeah go ahead andrew i'm sorry i mean we got a couple songs you know left on the album and uh uh, there's a couple I don't really have a whole lot to say about. Uh, okay. What is the next one? Um, well, it's I, I, don't have, I got I don't have the news right in front of me. It's it's I got the news, and that that's a song that I didn't. I I used to skip over it, I think, but I there were I I really dug the guitar solo in it as well as the Michael McDonald vocal at the end of the song. How, I, I how just, can you not like a Michael McDonald? Right. Yeah, you just—I mean—that just put a smile on my face. Hey, Rob, and Michael McDonald. Yeah, is Michael McDonald there with you? Can you put him on the mic? What? Who comes up so There you go. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you, Michael. No, Thank no you. problem. Nice, 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 nice. All right. Uh, yeah. Well, and then you know the album ends with Josie, and you know right. that to me is a classic Steely Dan song. Hell yeah! It's they both said very, that's actually their favorite song on the album. Really? Yeah. Interesting. It's just musically. I can see that. Um, it's a fun song, you know. Um, and once again, it it sounds it sounds like it means something different as as an older man than as a younger one um if that makes sense um but i enjoy it and you know it's like i said you know you have what seven songs 
I think um, to me, it's it's a damn near perfect album. I don't know. Power pack. Yep. I love it. Yeah. On a loop. On a loop. It's just like you could listen to I it mean, all it's truly day. Yeah, one of the top shelf <laughs> songs just... of rock and roll. It was top shelf albums of rock and roll. I mean, and talk about on. here's my, here's, you know, handing in your report at school. Here's my fucking report. And it's like nothing compares to it. Right. I'm not saying it's the number one album of all time. I'm saying it's amongst the top albums of all it's time. It's an amazing record. And, and, and you guys go out and, Listen to Steely Dan Asia and cut your lawn and tell me it's not fucking perfect. Your lawn perfect? Yeah. No, well, no. I just mean the whole setting. Drinking some beer out of a can, listening to Steely Dan Asia and cutting the lawn. Steely Dan can. <laughs> right. There is a Steely can. Drinking <laughs> some beer and We're listening getting somewhere. to Steely Dan. Indeed. And so doing whatever you yeah, think. Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's the what's interesting about it is, is, not only how perfect it is, it's how you can hear how other musicians have also heard that album and kind of want to make an album that sounds as good as that. Sure. 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 Right. So leading, leading into that, Kevin, what else do we have for the people? Well, I, I think we can, um, we can safely say that the nexus of studio perfection in jam bandery is the album color and bloom by percy hill and i'd love to talk about that i, I agree we get back right on so exactly right on so why don't we go out on uh josie and uh enjoy that uh listen to our messages real quick and uh we'll be back discussing uh, percy hill color seeing and bloom. a few guys seeing a few take it easy did you came from so where back in the rock This is Andrew, one of the hosts from the Music Challenge Podcast, and I want to tell you how you can help us bring you more awesome music commentary episodes. You can subscribe in the listening app of your choice, or you can share this episode with someone you think might dig it. Please leave a rating and review for us on the listening app of your choice, or you can get in touch with us at musicchallengepod at gmail.com. Check us out on Facebook. Just search Music Challenge Pod and like us to follow us. We hope you enjoy the Music Challenge Podcast and thanks for listening.
back on the Music Challenge podcast. That was just 313 by Percy Hill, which we will be discussing uh, kind of as a little spinoff from Steely Dan. Uh, Kevin, why don't you tell us why we're uh, discussing this album? So this album is called Color and Bloom by a, a small kind of cult-like followed jam band called Percy Hill out of the Northeast. Um, they they kind of bloomed for a few short years and had to take day jobs. Um, but this right. album they made in like 1998, to me, is the perfect intersection of a jam band that wanted to make an album that sounded like Steely Dan. Yet sure. Still sounded like themselves and I think they just succeeded masterfully this album is so crisp and so clean timeless so well produced and it still holds up like I still listen to this today um, which is like it's almost unheard of it's from fantastic. albums from this era I don't listen to very much from this era and this it's one's a survived. testament exactly it's 1997 Right. I can I can yeah. honestly say this is the greatest jam band uh, album ever made. Studio and record, you there is no number two. Yeah. So yeah, and, and we I'll die Kevin, on that hill, Kevin. Oh, yeah, dude, seriously, really. no doubt. And I mean, I and oh, it's man. hard for me to just that statement. It's hard for me yeah, to say that statement that. is hard to swallow, and I don't. It's hard for me to know that. what to yeah. say because <laughs> I love Rift, dude. I mean, that's what sucked mm-hmm. me into fish that studio album sucked me into fish and it took that that's one of my favorite that's, love probably, that's my that's my in Hunta, i can respect that this I, album yeah. um but but it doesn't jam like this no, album does and it's so, <laughs> you know it, and it doesn't do what this album does it's not this album it's a it's a you know it's a story uh, like a long story tale so it's it's a little bit different the comparison is challenging but yeah for like jam band album of all right. time i'm not there it's, yet you don't have but to but it's really listenable but i know but it's a question it's like a question that i've been stewing over since i heard sure. you say it and i was like and i'm this was this this album wasn't new to me for this episode but it was new to me before i met these guys i had like had somehow like it had just Come gone through the void, like slipped through the It was a moment in time, now. man. It really was. It was like this moment in and time. And I was like, I was kind of like just getting into that time right then. So sure. I can see how it happened. Um, but I wish it hadn't. Like, I wish I had known it because it is like, it's like the perfect groovy, funky, jazzy. I I love Jamiroquai. Like, it is this al- This al- This album, this I album to me, like dance. from the, from the, for the moment I first heard like the first song um, slave and they like, mm-hmm. it's like immediate for me. And it's like, Oh, this is like, this is Jamiroquai's yeah. side project. Like that's who Percy Hill is. It must be. <laughs> Cause he's just like, it's like so spot on in that, that vibe, you know, like that groove. Totally. to their defense like there is definitely i'm not saying that they're like copying it at all like i it's very much their own thing and uh but it's like in such a good way like i love hearing that and then having them just like shred like for 30 seconds and uh 
they do that all over the place on this album and it's awesome this too, there are some steely dan like guitar solos on it sure also some uh definitely you know chord changes but right. within passages that are very steely danish and and some of the drum work in in you guys i think these three know this but um aaron katz i believe was his name and he was their drummer and the like main songwriter and he also sang behind the kit a la phil collins phil collins wow yeah um and so I had worked at this music club and you guys have heard me talk about this place before. It's called Shubas. It's a great place. It's the institution really in Chicago and Percy Hill played there one Sunday night and me and three friends sat and watched them in a booth and they were amazing. They were great. Um, and it, ironically they were young. I mean, there was probably 65 people there and we introduced ourselves and they said hey next time we come through town we're coming through in a few months can we stay at your place <laughs> and uh, we were like yeah and they, <laughs> they, <laughs> nice. they called us and for whatever reason they didn't stay at our place but drew and kevin you'll probably remember this place remember our, our garden apartment across the street from lakeview links you stepped down like yeah. four or five stairs yep so they, and they, I might, I think they might've stopped by and smoked the bong. I don't know, something, but then played again at Shubas and they were great fucking dudes. And the band has since kind of spread out into other like mid popular cult popular jam bands. Um, like their, 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 uh, bass player whose name, God, I can't think of it. And, uh, their keyboardist who I think is, his name is Nathan. I don't know his last name, but anyways, um, fantastically talented dudes and i got to i got to smoke weed with them nice. <laughs> it's always yeah fun. this um this album for me like i i don't know the first time i heard it it just kind of latched onto my brain in a right. way that um it never let go and you know when i think about the songs that sound like steely dan um you know obviously the intro uh, that we played andrew that song 313 when you hear the end of that song and they got a guy to come in, you know, or one of the band guys came in and sounded exactly like Michael McDonald right. would at that. the end of that, on the outro of that song. Um, just, it's brilliant. You know, it's a funky dance number, but it's also through that kind of like you said, uh, Jed, like, uh, Jamiroquai through yeah. the lens of Steely Dan through the Absolutely. lens of the jam band. Yeah. You know, I, I guess I hadn't it's really that. It's appreciated a it's a gr- it's a it's a great combo. Right. Like a great wink and yeah. a nod to like that those who came before really it, you know. Definitely played wah pedal, you know, playing rhythm guitars. You know, that's what right. I added there, like that what why did you sound a little muted there muted there? I'm sorry, Drew. I just yeah, something sounds up with your mic. Something sounds up with now, my now mic. You're sounds, now you're fine. Now you're fine. Now you're fine. Yeah, and you walk know, chicka, walk chicka, walk chicka, walk chicka. Okay, there you go. That's Perfect. better. <laughs> well, and the other song to me that sounds so much like Steely Dan is the title track, "Color, Color and Bloom," Bloom for sure. A long jammy song, and there's a couple of parts that really blow me away, like. You know, it's got those mellow, cool, muted vibes. It's got that crisp sound, you know, that kind of crisp studio sound, just like Steely Dan. Yep. 
and it kind of like takes off, right? Well, it's got that beautiful guitar solo that just starts so slow, but it's like two and a half minutes long, right? And it just it it it's so slow and patient, and it just you know it's like with that clean kind of wah sound that exactly right, but but patient and not not uh you know trying to show off chops but just sure. being really soulful and just kind right. of giving it right. and then the other part of that song at the very end you know you have a it, it it reminds me of asia in some ways you have this kind of random like out of place maybe not as much with this band but you have this hammond b3 solo that just kind of takes up the last couple of minutes of the song And it just kind of reminds me of the drum solo at the end of Asia where they just, you know, a not guitar solo is going to take precedent. Right. Sure. And so it's just the way that that Hammond B3 solo ends color and bloom is just, it's just brilliant. And it sounds so tasty that like that kind of that last 30 seconds of it, that just really, really drives it home. got the hippy dippy stuff too um uh, with Chrissy like Reed, Chrissy Reed right? right 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 the little kind of like you know the song that everyone's girlfriend likes the the kind of yep. the the song that <laughs> yeah. belongs on a jam band album the, the bouncing around right, right? Yeah, right. um you know and then a lot of these other ones kind of just have that kind of steely dan feel right ammonia maze soggy weather skunk right and in sun machine i mean sun machine is a beautiful song right it it is and i mean back to again some of my favorite lines i've ever heard in music is it's like like a villain i'm trapped inside a remedy tie you to the tracks and watch your hero save the day how do you wrap that into a fucking song tie you to the tracks and watch your hero save the day like that's cool as shit in creative yeah, it's right it's it's right. one of those like it's why it's one of those albums that i keep going back to it's you know top to bottom i'm For not sure. skipping through any of these tracks Right. For whatever reason, right? I can I can listen to this whole album start to finish. And if, if you haven't, and all you listeners out there, if you've not listened to this and you love Steely Dan, it's a must love Jam Bandery. Um, where you been, brother? Yeah. But just get on it, please. Yeah. yeah. A solid listen. For sure. Um, and I just wanted to mention before and if uh, we're wrapping on the on the uh, Percy Hill thing, but they released another album years later called After All, and it is not bad. There are some beautiful songs on that record. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, but it, it's, no, I'm it's, not. I meant to give it. I'm a not, but I, I probably like I was should. focusing it's on this pretty one. Damn good. Yeah, I'll give it a ride this week. Well, and it's and uh, go ahead, Jen. Oh, I was just gonna say a great a great place to uh, if you like you know want to listen to this or Asia. Um, <laughs> we started a playlist. Nice. It's a thing we're going to mm-hmm. do this season. And, uh, you know, both of these albums are on there along with like a variety of 
other, you know, avenues to about. peruse and listen through and, uh, Right yeah, so it, we will it'll be po- fun. give a whirl. We'll be posting that playlist on our Facebook page, which is if you search the Music Challenge podcast, you will find our Facebook page. And we maybe like to drop all types of little uh, shreds of uh, things relating to the episodes, including uh, uh, lives, you know, live shows, whatever. So you know, check it out and uh, uh, like, follow it, and you'll get postings from us uh, relating to rock and or roll or as we see fit. So we're going to add to it. We're going to add to it throughout the season. It's going to be fun. It'll be a bunch of good music. Um, We're pretty good at liking music. I'll tell you that. I'm not good at a lot of things, but we're good. Yeah, man. Kevin put it, throwing Panty Fackler on there. Like I hadn't even like, that album, right? White Pepper is so 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 close to my heart. I love that album. Yeah, it's on the playlist at like one of the one they're, of the things yeah, that Kevin had plucked for like one of the few things to throw on there is uh, "Handy Fackler" by Ween, and uh, it's just it's it's such a perfect nod, and <sighs> that album is glorious oh, it's, in and of amazing. itself. But that song is so perfect, well, right? That's such a, such a like. Like that's I, I mentioned nod Kevin, to like, the Dan, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think I they have a lot like, of nods. They do. And I, I love, yeah, I love that. I love the nod right. and I love the cover, like the cover in a respectful, like, this is us just wanting to share this thing that you right. did, um, which I appreciate too. And, uh, and yeah, so there's, there's a lot of, I've been having a lot of fun, like adding little things here and there that like, maybe you'll be into and maybe you won't see anything and and you'll find another folks if you if you're not familiar with the ween seriously jed's not joking they're amazing hell they have a they have a shout out to motorhead for christ's sake so and it's really well done i mean it might be right before it could be actually it's on (laughs) quebec actually it's on a different album so that's my favorite ween album but yeah anyway. <laughs> we did put some we did put some uh dan influenced songs on this playlist i put um you know i put my favorite live steely dan intro um on there we put uh some wilco some bill callahan did you throw my old school on there yet um no we didn't put any additional dan i mean obviously um we just did the stuff that we thought was kind of uh influenced or where Dan led us, including some uh, hip hop stuff too, with right. the uh, Gastrols um, from MF Doom, who sampled Black Cow. Right on. Right. Right but on. Andrew will post that link for everyone. And if you're a uh, person who just loves to throw out a playlist, um, this has everything on it. Working, driving, four hours whatever. by now. So it's we'll do that every week for you. Yeah. So... All right, then. Uh, I guess that wraps it up for the Music Challenge podcast. Uh, Jed, Kevin, Rob, thank you all very much for the delightful conversation tonight. Please rate and review us, everyone. Thanks for listening. Please. Five stars if you can. Five stars, (laughs) definitely. Five stars. Five stars. Definitely five stars. Push it up to the top of the list. (laughs) So far, we have all five-star reviews. So Put us up there with uh, True Crime podcast. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We want to be number one. So uh, (laughs) ratings and reviews help with that completely. So 
in any case, thanks for tuning in tonight on the Music Challenge Podcast. And good night, folks. Good night. Good night. Good night.